0: Welcome to the Cool Fireman Podcast, a virtual firehouse kitchen table with What's a Rolfie, Unky, Fireman 1231, JDB Cubed, and Fireman Freddie. Let's get to the show.
1: Welcome back to the Cool Fireman Podcast. We today have Nicholas. What's up, Nick? Hey. <laughs> Nick is here. Uh, we got, of course, we got Doug and uh, Fireman Freddie, but we also have a very special guest, as promised. Uh, we have talked in previous uh, podcasts about wanting to give back uh, to everybody, but uh, for now, we have chosen a foundation, the First Responders uh, Children's Foundation. And we have Jillian Crane, who's the President CEO of the First Responders Children's Foundation. We are super excited to have her here. And Jillian, we're um, excited to hear about what you guys are doing for these uh, for the children of first responders uh, like us. Uh, we all have kids, yes, in this uh, in this room, and so it's near and dear to our heart. And we first of all want to say thank you for everything that you're doing for you know potentially for our children. <laughs> you know, so um, we're very excited to be here with you and uh, figure out you know everything that you guys are doing. Um, As uh, kind of uh, the Cool Fireman podcast goes, we'd like to start with a uh, moment of silence uh, just for those uh, first responders that have lost their lives given the ultimate sacrifice in the past week. Okay. Thank you for that. And with that, Miss Jillian, uh, how are you today?
2: Matt, thank you. I'm so ha- I'm great. And I'm delighted to be here to meet you guys and and be on this fabulous uh, podcast.
1: Very good. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we've talked about you guys and we've been to your website and just off air, you know, you started kind of spitting things that you're doing for people in our different areas or, you know, uh, I'm in California and, uh, we've got North Carolina Virginia and, and, uh, Michigan. And so, um, uh, we're kind of excited just to kind of hear from you on, you know, the type of programs that you set up for the kids, or uh, do you give money? I heard I heard you talk about bereavement for uh, for families and trying to deal with crises, um, but just maybe a, an overview. I'm sure you, we could probably spend four or five hours on on what you guys are doing for us as first responders, um, but uh, maybe just a brief uh, overview what you guys are uh, doing.
2: Thank you. I, I'd love to give you a brief overview, but first of all, I will say thank you very much for the service uh, that you that you give to all to your communities and everything that you do. Um, and we do look at the first responder, children, and spouse and family as first responder. You know, they're, they're, the the sacrifice isn't just the first responder; it's the entire family. And so that is why we really recognize the children of first responders. And just to give you a little background on us, we started 22 years ago. Um, so twenty second year, and we started as a response to the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on the morning of September eleventh. Um, eight hundred children lost a first responder parent. And so that was the beginning of the formation of this foundation, which which is mission were two twofold was to support children of first responders, but also to support agencies, first responder agencies around the country. To go into their communities and create positive relationships and build trust in the communities they serve. So those are the two missions, you know, two missions of the foundation, and and that led us to our programming, which I just want to tell you about because it's available to you now and your families. Um, one of them, one program we have is our scholarship program, which includes trade school, uh, includes university, a graduate school, and it's um, for all children of first responders. Around the country, which police, fire, paramedics, EMTs, and we include nine one one dispatchers now in that definition. We know that nine one one dispatchers really, uh, you know, are the glue and hold everybody together, and in, in, in small communities and large. So we recognize that, and so so there's scholarships and there is bereavement support. If God forbid the um, unthinkable happens, we provide. Uh, we get the notifications every day around the country, and if there are children in the family. We provide a bereavement grant right away. Um, We also have financial hardship grants, which really are, you know, uh, they could be anything to child care, to utilities, you know, issues of we have 65% in this country of firefighters, which include EMS, are volunteer. So a lot of those firefighters, you know, may have issues. They lose their job, they can't work, other things come up. So uh, we have financial hardship grants. We launched a mental health program last year specifically for children of first responders, which provide, um, short-term counseling for children. It's confidential. It's free. It's trauma-based counseling and, and culturally competent counseling. So this is only, uh, we started in six States and we're looking to do it all over the country. So obviously we're looking for support there, but we're looking to help where we're needed. And, um, we have some disaster relief that just started, which is specifically for the first responder families. When first responders are running into hurricanes and fires and you know um, other natural disasters, we, we're here for their families. And then the other part of this is, I think we spoke about this a little bit, this community engagement part. So if you guys are planning a junior first responders camp, a cadet camp, any kind of thing like that, we support those programs. And um, then we have a toy express every year where we're in cities where we're in 700 cities with toys that we send to agencies. They go out to their underserved areas or the areas that need a little joy during the holidays. So we'd love to work with you and anyone who's listening to this podcast.
1: Man, uh, the junior. What, what, what did you call the junior cadet? Jun-
2: junior first responder camp, though, we think kids should know real heroes in their communities, not just the ones they see on the screen in the movies, but actual people running into danger for them. And also, I'm sure you know, we need to develop a, a, another generation of first responders.
3: Yeah. So
2: if we teach them about what you do, um, maybe we're gonna they're gonna answer the 911 call one day for all of us. Yeah. And uh, so we support those. So if you're in your areas, California, did you say North Carolina, Michigan, Virginia? Um, mm-hmm. We want to we want to support you there. So I I, I will later in the podcast tell you our kind of our numbers in the areas you are what we're doing to support. But in the meantime, our scholarship application deadline is the thirty first of May. So if anyone hearing this call or you guys on the call, just to fill out the application so we can get it in and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to help your kids. Yeah, reach That's, their full potential. That's one
1: of the cool things that we get to do. Or you know, in my neck of the woods. In fact, just yesterday I just got off this morning uh, off shift. But uh, yesterday we had. Uh, a local elementary school come through and they do a big uh, kind of, I don't want to call it dog and pony show through the city, but they kind of learned a little bit of the finance and the economy of it, of the whole city. But in with that, they go to the police department and then they come to the fire department. We always have so much fun with these kids and this the question great. and the curiosity and, and the just complete and utter, I mean, chaos really, but it's a lot of, it's, they have a lot of fun. They've run through the fire engine firehouse and all kinds. Of, Kinds of good stuff. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind for sure. To reach out to you guys because I would love to try to set up something for for the kids and and a little little thing like that in our city would be awesome. So I'm going to keep that in mind.
2: Please do absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're in Lancaster. We we do that. Well, there's a there's a fishing camp with police in Gloucester. They take the kids fishing in Lancaster, like Amish country. They have this fire police. The kids come out. They they learn how to. They actually learn STEM activities. They build something which was really kind of complex, and then they see if it'll stand up to wind.
1: <laughs> oh, wow! Uh,
2: and, and 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 they they put things. They put fire out. They do they do all this stuff. It's really look. It's a great thing to show kids uh, what you guys do. It's really important.
1: Yeah, um, I know we got a couple more questions. We got definitely got questions for you. I just wanted to say one more thing. It's i have seeing a common theme here with our with our podcast. Is we've had you know a few guests on now. Um you know we've we've only been doing this, this is I think maybe our 22nd episode but we've had a couple of guests on and you're the second person to bring up um that you know 911 really inspired them and to be honest with you when you say you know September 11th 2001 it's it gives goosebumps you know what I mean and so i just that and alone just knows that it just inspires people to do great things um and then the other thing is you bring up mental health and i swear i promise every every episode almost of our podcast somehow some way you know mental health comes into it it's just like brings it full circle as to how important it is in our line of work and that's like what we're pushing and trying to you know try that's one of the areas where we're really trying to help first responders and trying to you know recognize um, those issues and stuff
2: I just want to commend you for that because I know first responders the last thing they ever want to do fire police whoever you are you don't want to ask for help you're here to help right? But the thing is, you have to ask for help and you as leaders, you know, and, and personalities and public, public figures now with your podcast, you know, if you let people know that it's okay, they're going to be okay about their children getting help. You know, trauma is transferred. You guys see so many things Um, you're serving, you're dealing with a lot of, you know, hard things. And, um, you you know, I, I think they say, you know, a regular person faces like three or four really, really tragic events in their life. Well, a first responder faces like 10 a month. (laughs) So you're constantly, you know, trying to organize that in your being. And I really feel strongly that we saw during COVID and after um, suicide rates are up, uh, you know, there are lots of issues around and we just want to talk about it, take the stigma away, know that, you know, you strong, powerful first, you know, firefighters, it's okay to ask for support. It's okay to know that you, you're not okay. All the time, and so I'm really I'm glad I, I'm ha- I'm not happy to hear it, but I'm 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 you know touched that you are um addressing this on your podcast.
1: Yeah, and you're just another foundation that's that's helping the cause. You know, we had Lieutenant yeah. Kenny Mitchell on; he's talking about Operation Yellow Tape and how what he's doing to help first responders, and so it's just been awesome. It's been great. Oh.
2: and I'll say about 9-11, You know, first responders came from all over the country after 9-11 to New York. Um, I'm sure there are many people you know. Who helped at Ground Zero for the recovery, who now are dealing with 9 11 related illness uh, or just had the experience of coming to help in New York. So we know that it's not just a New York thing, it's a nationwide experience.
3: Mm-hmm. For sure. Jillian, uh, Doug here. Um, obviously, we spoke on the phone prior, uh, previously, but I just wanna say I love your hair. It's very Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> very, very, very sex in the city look. I love it. Um, <laughs> second, uh, you mentioned um, you get notified when things happen. How do, how does that work? So you guys, do you guys work with uh, the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation or something? Or how do, you, how do you get notified when these traumatic events happen to a first responder and know when to intervene with uh, your resources?
2: That's a great question, but I have to go back to the Carrie Bradshaw of it all just for one second. Um, my last, my former life, is as an actress actually, and uh, I worked with Matthew Broderick. Um, oh, wow in a movie that was shot in Omaha, Nebraska. And 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 uh Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker came to visit Matthew on the set. And so, you know, she's tiny and has my hair and I'm much bigger. And so Matthew was like, "It's like looking at a bigger bigger version of my of my wife." So, I will take that as a compliment. That's
3: um, great. Yeah. Um, you should, absolutely. that's good. No.
2: <laughs> so, that's the sort of that's not the serious part. But the serious answer to your question is um we have a former police chief on our on our staff. And we are in touch through him and, and now all of our relationships with the national associations of police chiefs and fire chiefs. Um, and so he, we get notified through that process. Um, also, we're on a firefighters uh, um, on a list so we can find out around fire what's happening on on a daily basis. And then we just count on the people that we meet because we can't we oftentimes don't see absolutely everything, but we do get a lot of notifications. So. Um, we, we get them every morning basically. And, uh, and we, if there's a child, you know, we, 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 reach out, we just reach out. And we, as you know, funding doesn't come right away. Sometimes it hasn't been determined a line of duty death or, you know, they, they had a heart attack in their sleep after a shift or on a basketball court, or, you know, God forbid some other uh, su- suicide or something else. We, we step in immediately with, with a grant and just help, you know, the families that are before they have the resources. Sometimes the insurance ends at midnight. You know, all those things happen and we just try to step in.
3: Before all that red tape has to get cut.
2: Right. Yeah. Could take six months, could take a year. You know, it really depends. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So, hey, it's, uh,
0: uh, Julie, it's Freddie. What, um, what made you, what made you choose, I guess, did you start the foundation yourself? Did you join it, um after after it had already gone in and what and this is going to be a weird question I guess but what made you choose like to focus on I guess the children of first responders versus you know you know just the first responders or, or what have you what what is it that the first responder children's foundation uh felt like you know we're going right we're, we're gonna do it for the children I guess
2: you guys ask great questions No wonder your podcast is going to be successful as successful right now. I'm very, uh, I'm just, that's a great question. So I did not, uh, found this organization, but it was founded by someone named Alfred Kahn and Al Kahn was in the children's business licensing entertainment, probably all the toys that you guys played with as kids and that your children play with. He's responsible for them in some way or other Nintendo, for example, he brought out of Japan to the West anime. No one had seen before, uh, Cabbage Patch doll oh, wow. that I know you, I don't know if you played with those, but someone you know did. Um, on and on, relaunched Ninja Turtles. I mean, the biggest one is, I'll tell you later, I'm gonna hold that for later. But there you <laughs> got- he, his father died uh, when he was 13 on Christmas. Um, I think mm. what he saw on 9-11 was, oh my God, what's gonna happen to these children around the holidays? And he really, that just triggered him to mm-hmm. to do something for the children. And it was just like, what can we do for the first responders children? I'll say I, I joined the board nine years ago, and I was a board member for many years. Um, and what I saw is that there are many foundations in every city that work with your local fire and police. Um, what we, what, what I thought would be our point of difference is if we focus on the children and really be clear in our programming that we're, we're here for the families, um, I think that we found the niche that is not always focused on. So, um, we didn't want to compete with everybody else, but also we realized children are the future. You know, you, you could do anything in life, but art and children are going to save the world. So I think that's, that's why we focused. Um, and so when we think about programs, how do we serve the first responder community? Well, if you know your children, and you said your parents, all of you, if you know your children are going to be taken care of, or they're going to have programming, so they're going to have opportunities, you're just going to feel better. You're going to be more able to do Hard. your job. And, uh. And so that's that's really what our mission is and that's why it started. But he is the person, Al Khan really um created it out of the the goodness of his heart and funded it for the first couple of years and made it a national foundation. And then over time it's just grown and 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 grown.
3: That's awesome. Nick, I want to say I love your background.
2: <laughs> What's up there, Nick? What what
3: <laughs> Nick Nick wears a sweater all year round. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Yeah.
0: Welcome, a, welcome to a firefighter's podcast, Jillian. What a this specimen. Is,
2: you guys, don't get me started. I can show you some photos, but we'll get in trouble. So, I don't know.
3: What, a, what a specimen. I spent, I
2: spent COVID literally going to every bakery in New York City and buying bread and croissants. So, now I'm getting a little bit back to my normal self. But, boy, there was a moment there when it was it was a touch and go.
3: Yeah. Huh? We, we all feel that one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nick, you got a but,
4: question? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have a quick, uh, pretty much answered everything that I had thoughts about. Um, I think, I think you probably already said this, but I think my question was, how does someone get in touch with you, get in touch with you if they know somebody or they're asking for help themselves?
2: It's a great question too. Thank you for asking that question. Yes, one, uh, you guys can call me anytime here, but two, we have a website. It's the, um, it's, it's, it's first responders children's foundation, but it's the number one strcf.org But if you just look up first responders children's foundation on anything on the web, on the, on the interwebs, um, you'll see us, but the number one strcf.org You can go in and, uh, you can reach out for, there's a bereavement grant request. You can fill out the form. There's scholarship financial hardship, uh, you know, you, you can send me an email or, or go onto the website and if you want to get involved with what we're doing, support what we're doing, or you have you know a first responder who needs help, just just fill out the application. We we answer them right away. We have a grant committee on standby for the bereavement support, um, and we have a program team that really looks through all of these things, so we're able to really, like I was saying, I mean, in California, and I just had to ask because I always wonder where we are, but in California... Um, We have already 44 scholarship recipients and we've given out almost $100,000 in emergency hardship grants, bereavement services. We've been in 15 agencies in California with our Toy Express. Uh, Virginia, we have 10 first responder agencies. And with our Toy Express, we've given out 14 scholarships, four uh, first responder camps in Virginia, 139 recipients of emergency hardship grants, and sadly, two families for bereavement in Virginia um, and uh, and where else do I have Michigan? I have Michigan? Yeah. where's Michigan? Who's from Michigan? You? Oh, yeah, man, Fred. Yeah, Fred, Freddie. Yeah. Fred. Okay. Yeah. Um, Michigan, Michigan. Here we go. Um, yeah, 25 scholarship recipients in Michigan. Forty wow, 445 grants were awarded for emergency hardship uh, oh. individual grants under 362 thousand dollars. And uh, from 22, 2020 to 2022, $62,000 in bereavement support in Michigan. Um, wow. So what about North Carolina? Uh, so I didn't know we were going to have somebody in North Carolina on this call. I feel terrible about that. Uh, oh, that's will, okay. Uh, Neither do we. Get, I <laughs> I will make sure <laughs> I get those numbers to you. Um,
3: I, I do want to say that it, you said, I think it was four, four or 14. Camps here in Virginia. Um, that you had. I, knew.
2: For
3: a second. I think it was four. Fourteen. Fourteen.
2: Scholarships.
3: Uh, no, the camp, the kid camp.
2: Oh, the camps, the kid camps. Wait, 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 wait. Community engagement. Four. You're correct. Yeah. Look
3: at that. Um, I was, I would be happy to help with that in the future if, if need be. You know, I'd be more than willing to give my time up for that.
2: That's great. So let's Just find out FYI. where they are and where, where are you located? In, I'm.
3: My uh, department What's is in Central Virginia. Right outside of Richmond, just Richmond's close enough.
2: Okay, Richmond. Okay. Yeah, do you guys have, do you know if they have a first responder camp or anything going on there?
3: I don't off the top of my head, no. All
2: right, well, we'll, we'll find out. We'd love to have you, you know, help us do that.
1: So. Absolutely. And I want to be in contact, too. I said that before. I think that's a great idea. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Because kids would just go wild, you know, with first responder stuff, fire, police. We have, uh, in where I work, we have uh, our own lifeguard um, department, and so they, they, we work, you know, together on, you know, they make way more contacts with patients than even we do, um, especially during the summertime. I mean, there's a yeah. hundred thousand people in our in our small city, uh, wow. in one day during the summertime, um, and so you know we work hand in hand with them. But uh, so the kids, they have this old, uh, this really old kind of like Baywatchy style Jeep that they drive around. It says, you know, so has good. the city name on it and lifeguards. And they have like a little, you know, one of those big, um, I don't even know, paddle boards and stuff on top of it. It's pretty cool. So the kids are- So
2: are they, they're lifeguards. And you have paramedics and the EMTs and everybody, right? Yeah.
1: So our paramedics, I'm a paramedic. Uh, all our paramedics are firefighters in the county that I work in. And so anytime a paramedic shows up uh, to your house in Orange County, um, you know, they, they're a firefighter. That's just how it ends working. Isn't
2: that amazing? It's so great. Paramedics so needed Un, unsung heroes, the paramedics around.
1: Yeah. The- we sort of do like a dual function type deal. Yeah. 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 Um, but as we were talking, um, sorry, uh, as we were talking, like we, there, there was one, there's one program that we, um, uh, that we use not su- super often, but it's a huge resource for us. It's called tip. I don't know if you've ever heard of tip trauma, trauma intervention program. And so anytime that we have um, you know, a death in the family or a really bad car accident where people are super shooken up, we can bring these people in. They're all volunteer. They're absolutely amazing. It's an amazing program that they run. It's all volunteers. And, you know, they literally take take um uh turns being dispatched. So if something goes out in a certain part of the county, they dispatch these volunteers and they're there within 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't matter where you're at in our county. Wow. And so, you know, just that's like. So is that, that a
2: program that's 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 funded or, or how
1: does that. Uh, and I I don't know how, you know, I don't know how they're funded. I don't I don't know the answer off the top of my, my head, but that's actually that is a really good question. Um, but uh, I just just you sitting here talking about how you're helping people. And this is just something that we see, you know, oh, that makes a direct impact on a family, you know, on the scene within five minutes of us. Um, That's
2: amazing. And that should be around the country. That's like a, that's a, that's like the gold standard of what a community should do, what first responders should do that you're part of that. It's wonderful.
1: Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So
2: how did you guys all meet? You're all from different places.
1: That's a great question. I love that. (laughs) Very good question. We love that question because we love the We do. We do. So
3: I know
2: there's going to be something good and Nick's a part of it. That's all I got to (laughs) say. I know something's up here.
3: Somebody actually asked me this question the other day, and it started with, with I guess, me reaching out to Nick uh, on TikTok about some stuff. And I made a couple of videos talking about him, or whatever. And then I, I got his phone number. We texted back and forth, and I made a joke about coming to his wedding a couple of years ago. And he said, What's your address? He sent me an invite. All right, man, I'm coming. So whatever. It is what it is, you know? So apparently, I was the only person, according to him, that he talked to on TikTok that showed up to the wedding. And we just became great friends, have been ever since. Uh, Freddie How the got involved. Wedding? It was great. We <laughs> got a lot of beer. Uh, but <laughs> Freddie, Nick, Freddie. Looks,
2: Nick looks very upset. Like, oh, what's <laughs> he gonna say about the wedding? <laughs> I
0: was, I was invited. I, I was, uh, I was actually on shift during the wedding. Couldn't get off. And so I'm never great. gonna live it down. I'm never
2: living it down with Nick. Uh, you know what? Great. I, I want to honor you for staying on your shift. And, and, and uh, but I know Nick's upset. He looks very upset that you missed it. You're gonna have to renew your vows, Nick. So I can come. I,
4: Freddie, he came down last summer, last August, was it? You
2: know, yeah. Surprised, I
3: surprised him. Yeah. So, Freddie and Nick have obviously, they have the, the cooking connection and unky as well. Um, They got that connection and Freddie and Nick uh had the cooking thing going on, So they decided to meet. Well, Nick's wife, uh, Clarissa, awesome person, messaged me and said, or text me and said, hey, Doug, Freddie's going to come down and surprise Nick. Do you want to come too? I was like, "Uh, Yeah. So Freddie showed up one day, I showed up the next day, completely surprised Nick. So at that day, when I, when I met Freddie, finally, I started a little group chat and I just called it the Cool Fireman, the Cool Fireman Club or something, it club. whatever it was. And uh, we met Matt through TikTok as well and added him to the text group. And then unky got added to the text group and it just turned into, hey man, we should do a podcast. Well, what are we going to call it? Like the Cool Fireman. So it just started with it. That's what I named the group chat and that's what it turned into. So we all met through social media and
2: what I met. You uh, on TikTok that, what were you doing on TikTok that got everyone's attention? Were you dancing?
3: No, you God, dunking? no, I don't what No, What you doing? No, so, Nick, was, Nick was the first guy yeah, I ever you, saw yeah, in the fire station that did cooking and was promoting the idea of cooking and and bringing the you know, firehouse cooking and the recipes and stuff that we do at the fire station into the, the everybody else's house. So I just kind of replied to him a few times in reference to cooking, I would try to keep up with him because he's a much better cook than I am. But that's what I did. That's how I met him.
2: Okay. So you need to do the cool fireman's cookbook next.
3: Uh, it's it's, it's on the back burner.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's, that's going to, that's a marketing.
3: Yeah. It's been winner. talked about. Okay. Yeah. It's been Excellent. talked okay. about.
2: All right. What else? Yeah. Else? I mean, Matt, you just say something. What
1: is it? Just for, just to get the, what you see here right now, Jillian together on the same day in the same hour is like, aligning if the five moons that we, you know, of the universe or whatever. I don't even know what to say because, you know, all of us are on shift and so we're on different shifts. I think Unki and Doug even actually are on the same shift, but different departments. It's crazy. So we have our text thread. We, we all text every day. I, I can't believe how we've come together as, as friends, but um, like Doug said, it happened really on TikTok. And Nick Nick actually commented on a on a video of mine. I did beer can chicken uh, video on TikTok.
2: i just respond- had beer can chicken. It's delicious, right? Not yes. yours. I haven't had yours. I want to have yours, but all right, okay.
4: one day. Oh, so anyway, I, I, I responded. That video, Matt. What? <laughs> I still go back and watch it sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I responded <laughs> in my 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 fashion, and then he said, "Did we just become best friends?" <laughs> and I was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> And so then he, they let me into the circle and then this started and we, we literally, the five of us text every single day, every single well, day. I'm it's-
2: really honored to, to have, you know, to have to meet you and then be like part of your, just for a little while, be part of your group. So I kind of feel like we, you know, I want to be on the texting, <laughs> right?
3: Know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're,
2: <laughs> you're I'll in. send you photos of New York city that I'll, um, and bad hair days. I'll send you my bad hair photos if you want. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I Perfect. think what it comes down to is that good people just, uh, a socialize with good people, and that's, they send a flock to each other. Yeah, that's all it comes down to. It's good people hang out with good people.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so before we get into the 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 fun part of this, Jillian, I I have this a, was a... Fun. oh
3: hold on hold on she's got to who give me the last thing about Al about no, what
2: what oh no you what? said you, you oh, helped. yeah oh my god you guys are amazing God oh, I'm, I'm, curious. I'm amazing.
3: curious you I had know, me a Nintendo
2: I, I I had you a Nintendo okay. What's the toy? Okay, what's the thing that you? Pet rock. What's your... Oh, <laughs> that was good. Actually, he's partnering with the guys that did the pet rock. Okay, but <laughs> what's the thing that's one of the? Okay, what are your kids like? What's the biggest thing? Oh, video nice.
3: games. I've got old kids. Video
2: games. Oh, they're little kids. It's okay. Um,
3: no, I've got old. What's the thing? They've you got little. Kids.
2: Your, older... your older kids. What? What were they yeah. into?
3: Um. Lego. My son like my son liked uh, Skylanders. It was a little okay. video game thing where you—that was his big deal.
2: Okay. Do you guys uh, remember anything? So it came out of Japan. It was called Pocket Monster, and was turned into something called Pokemon.
3: Oh wow! Um, uh, no way! Yes, he oh still does. He still does that.
2: Pokemon. So um, Alcon went to Japan, saw this reading game, card game, and he said Nintendo had it. And he said, "I want to bring that out of Japan." And they said, "Oh, Americans and Westerner kids—they don't read. They're not—they're not smart enough for this, right?" They're just like, "Ah, no, they're not going to like this." Right. And Al said, "I think they're going to like it. I want to like—I want to take this license and go outside of Japan, everywhere to the West." And so he did. Changed the name. Got the "Gotta Catch 'Em All," you know, positioning line. He doesn't have it anymore, but it was—it's the number one licensed, you know, brand in the in the world wow. for sure. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Pikachu was on the cover of Time Magazine that year and uh, wow. that was Al Kahn. If you look him up, you'll see he's like in the licensing hall of fame.
1: My goodness.
2: So you got to meet him so you crazy. talk about all your crazy games that you guys. Like. Oh, I'd love to.
1: <laughs> so not a super tangent, but I got to interject. Sorry, Fred. Uh, no, have you good. seen, have you seen the movie Tetris yet?
2: Yes. Yes. Mm. And, um, first of all, do you play Tetris?
3: I, mean, I did. I played a lot when I was a kid. When I had the Game Boy. Yeah, when I know, had the Game Boy. yeah.
2: So at the Game Boy, right. So Al knew all those guys. He knew the whole story. Tetris was made in Russia. The game guy that created Tetris was in the Soviet Union, which is so amazing. Because, you know, talk about they don't understand anything about licensing. So everybody stole the licenses, right, and pretended they owned them.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: they went and they, they went. Gorbachev was, you know, the head of the Soviet Union. And they just, it's a great movie. And, uh, and, uh, you know that's inspired Al to maybe do something with Pokemon in the movie because there was a lot of back back channeling crazy stuff that went on with with Japan and mm-hmm. Nintendo and then and, and Al. So yeah, um, that's so Sorry funny. For good? That. yeah, Tetris. Oh, no, you're good. I love it.
0: We're doing we're doing it. We're having fun. We're we're chilling.
1: I, I'm very surprised that Nintendo's stayed as relevant as they have. To be honest with you, because yeah, with PlayStation coming and Xbox now, I mean they're the main two consoles. But I mean they just put out that Super Mario Brothers movie and it broke huge records. And it was like yeah. Billion, yeah. a billion dollars.
2: I'll did Super Mario Brothers and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. Look him up. Wow. He's a legend. That's great. Yeah. I will for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then. <laughs> full full disclosure. interviewed him, actually. I'm, I'm light, way less interesting than he is, but no I just feel like So no full way. disclosure, yeah. I, I have a small
0: confession. When uh-huh. you said that you were in a movie, uh, we have the power of everything at our fingertips. Oh no! I went on to IMDb real quick, and I've I found that you have a a, a pretty extensive uh, little uh, resume there. The that ready, movie that you're you did, dangerous. You are you, 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 you The the movie you did with Matthew Broderick. uh probably gonna have to look it up. I'll go watch it. But the cool thing that I found is your birthday.
3: It's not the same as yours.
0: It's the same as mine.
1: Shut up!
2: Oh. God. <laughs> November twenty third. white text <laughs> thread immediately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I okay. Okay. You're Freddie. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. You and I have the same birthday. You are. You have to come to New York for our big event on Thanksgiving morning, so we can celebrate because our birthdays are right around Thanksgiving. Always. I... Okay. I don't know who your family. You have. Do you have kids? Are they young kids? Uh, twelve and eight. Okay, they're perfect for this. We have an event Uh, that we have an event every every Thanksgiving, which is a uh, breakfast at the Bryant Park Grill with 1300 first responder families, commissioners and uh, all these kind of great things. Ice skating in Bryant Park. The best part is a VIP Macy's Day parade viewing under the balloons oh. uh, on the police. Give us six, seven blocks just for us. If we we you got to come so we can celebrate my birthday and your birthday Let's together. Set that up. So now oh. you are you got an invitation for me. Now I feel bad though because now we got your other friends. And now you know my, my
3: birthday is November fifteenth, so count yeah. me
2: too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. My new oh, birthday is November. A jo- oh, really? It's a good. It's a serious? it's a no. it's a quick Amtrak ride for me. No, my she wife all is all November twenty like,
2: eighth. Ready? Really? Well, she's a Sagittarius like me, so she's gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, Sages and you, so so so, Freddie. Even if they come, you're the the highlight because you want to oh, celebrate our birthday.
3: For sure, for sure.
2: All right, Freddie. I'm you got some looking me up. Freddy,
3: you, you got ready some for, questions.
0: Uh, are you right? I will say, and he's probably gonna preview this, but uh, Greg was <laughs> nervous for you about this part of the podcast, and he was. I'm like, sure he was. I said, was like, I don't so, want so what kind of what kind of questions? And I said, listen, man. I said they're fun. They're lighthearted. We're not looking to embarrass anybody. I'll be the judge of that, Fred. <laughs> We're <eliminate> anybody. <laughs> so we like to do something called the turnout drill uh, near the end of the podcast. Uh, three to five lighthearted questions that kind of make you think uh, off-the-cuff answers. So uh, the first one that we've been doing, kind of, kind of with uh, with everybody, is um, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
2: christmas movie <laughs> so hold on hold on just a minute um yes that movie the one um can <laughs> got we go to number two while i think got, about that it's got
3: an actor in it
2: and actor. <laughs> we People, absolutely can
3: christmas time
2: christmas snow um yeah keep going let's go to the next one <laughs> all right so
0: one person dead or alive that you'd love to have lunch with
2: yeah that's a good one. um i would say uh um boy i'm terrible at this look at this you're asking me questions <laughs> okay. i'm just like i I'll them. i can't do it i i was i i totally felt natural and now i'm on let's put me on the spot and i need right. a script um yes uh so many people come to life for me but um I would say um let's go to
0: the third one. Well, I think okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's how about this one? This one's an easy one. You're given $10,000 to spend at any store. Where are you
2: spending it? You guys, these are great questions. Um I think I would go to London and uh go to Harrods. Okay.
0: I've never heard of it, but I believe (laughs)
3: Extrapolate.
2: Look it up. You look it up. Look it up. You're gonna. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You you Google searcher.
0: Would they have? (laughs) Would they have a shirt for Nick?
2: Definitely. (laughs) I can dress Nick and Harris. No question
3: about it. Oh, bless his heart.
2: (laughs) All right, so I want want that hat. Whatever that hat is, you got to send that my way. You got it. Um. All right, so being a CEO, I think this
0: question, this right here, is is gonna. This is a fork in the road for a lot of people. Being a CEO, I imagine you get a lot of emails and phone calls and text messages uh, on your phone. Um, are you a red bubble notification person, or does you, do you have to get rid of them? Like, can, can if you look at your phone, can you have like thirty thousand emails and fifteen missed calls? Like for me, I have to clear out every little notification, otherwise it it gets in my face.
2: So this is interesting that you said that because I missed an email on Friday that was very important Uh because, and I drive my programming person crazy because he likes everything in folders. And when he looks at my emails, he gets panicked because I don't throw anything away and everything's everywhere. And it's just, it's, it's just impossible to keep track. So now I have actually someone else second going through all of my emails so that I'm sure I don't miss anything. I, uh, I have to finish my to-do list before I go to bed. So if they're like, 20 emails that have to be answered and five you know 20 phone calls. It's really hard for me to leave the office without doing that. So mm-hmm. but I don't so when you say red bubbles, is that a notification process? Because maybe I need to get that.
1: Yeah, you know, like on your phone on, on um, let's see. I'm sure so, have an like, I have, a little I, red bubble on my on my email. Uh,
2: yes. Okay, okay. So I have that all the time because there are unread emails back from nineteen ninety seven. I'm sure oh, I've no. never read.
1: <laughs> oh no, my god, I have anxiety I just, now. Yeah, it's terrible.
2: And so do other people who try to deal with me. But I, I, you know, like, so, you know, we're looking at this and it's just tons of, so there are a lot of blue dots and I'll have to get to every single blue dot in the last like four days if there's anything. But unfortunately, those unread ones back from, you know, whenever that was, I started the email address. They're there forever. Yeah. Unless I get, I have to figure that out. But if you want to, so Freddie, if you want to come to New York or anybody, one of you want to come and organize my life. I will take that. <laughs> I will take it.
0: You don't want me. I can't organize my white. own life. <laughs> All right, last two. Last two, and they're either ors. Uh,
1: cold
2: weather or warm weather? Cold weather. Oh,
1: She's in New York. I
2: love... I'm from Minnesota. Oh,
1: that's I'm right. Minnesota. Minnesota you know.
2: So, I mean, when, it's, when it snows, I, I don't care if it's like 3 in the morning. I go out there. I walk the streets of New York in the snow. I put on my, my cashmere, you know, my hats, my... Whatever my boots and I wander around. They shut the city down, and I'm wandering around in the snow. I love that. I love fires, I like you know, brandy things, port things. You can sip by the fire. It's romantic, right?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I take your
0: word for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last I one I like got for you, and this one,
0: and this one is a uh, a polarizing question: uh, pineapple on
2: pizza? Oh boy, you're not gonna like my answer in this one. I'm going to lose you on this one, but I'm not a big pizza fan. I'm more of a pasta fan. Okay. However, I have had pineapple on pizza and it's not bad. It's just not, it's not, it's not. Not your thing. Not my thing. Sorry. And I live in New York. So yeah, right. I've got, a You've got quite a bit of pizza there. I know, but I'll take a good pasta over anything. You know what I like on pizza is basil. Is that weird? I love oh, it. it's so
1: good. Like
2: that margarita kind of pizza,
1: big old chunks of mozzarella. Like
2: Oh, yeah. that fresh mozzarella! All right, let's go back to your first two questions. Yes. Because, all right. So, um, what's that romantic movie? That one, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I know it's not Christmassy, but I like the movie. All right. <laughs> okay. Boy, I, and um, and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Also not a Christmas movie, but I love that film. Um all right. and, and who would you have lunch with? Yeah. Who would I have lunch with? I would say. Uh, um, just there's so many people going through my my mind right now. It'd Just be so interesting.
3: Yeah, this is a hard be one able to do.
2: That's really hard one. Um, but Benjamin Franklin comes to mind just because um, Started yeah, the fire such service. a unique. Yep, there's that. Lived in Paris, had such an amazing life and brain. Um, yeah. So I would just say, yeah, Benjamin Franklin and I would That's have a, a good great one. lunch. That'd,
3: That'd be, a be a good talk. Interview.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I have tons of questions for him.
3: Yeah, love it. Awesome.
2: Awesome, guys. uh Do I get to ask you who you guys would have lunch with? Sure. We've Did never we had that. Sure. Oh, no. the reverse turnout drill. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> who is it? Start. Nick, who would you have lunch with? If you can have lunch with anybody, <laughs> he's like, oh, crap. Oh, well. I, go <laughs> I don't know. There's something about you. Because you're going to come and cook for me. I hear you're a really good chef. So now I got to. Yeah, he is. <laughs>
4: uh, I had I just thought I tried to think of his name. Um... Dale Earnhardt. Uh... That's...
3: <laughs> Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. All right. I'm passing to Nick.
4: Uh, Roth.
1: Oh goodness, mine is dumb, but I but it's true to me. I want to sit down. He's still alive, so there's still a chance. Um, I would sit down with Jim Carrey. He's um, a listener.
0: I, He'll probably catch I that. <laughs> I love Jim
1: Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. He, because there's a lot of reasons. Um, So I grew up watching his stuff. I love slapstick comedy. I think that laughing and joyful and happy, those emotions are everything about what, what life is. And so he brought that to me as a kid. And so even as an adult, he's had uh, huge struggles. Uh, a lot of people don't know about his uh, emotional struggles um, and anxiety and depression all that and how he turned to art about it. And his art is super eclectic and crazy and cool. And um, he did a, uh, a commencement speech at a college. I, I can't remember which college it was. It was about an hour long. And he talks about his dad and how he was... Um, his dad was very, um, conservative and didn't do what he actually wanted to in life. And he still lost his job. So mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's like, why, you know, if you're going to be conservative your whole life, uh, and still lose your job, I mean, why wouldn't you take chances and do something that you love? And that's kind of like his message. And so I would love to sit down with, with Jim Carrey, now, just his transformation over the years too. He's got like a long beard and long hair. Now he just like, he, he really struggled with, um, who he was because he was such a good actor and he was so good at staying in the role that a lot of the times he didn't know who Jim Carrey was and so I really admire that that guy and I would
2: I've got to see I'm gonna go and see if I can see his commencement speech now
1: yeah yeah, I had yeah. This online Uh yes it was a while ago too it was probably if I had to guess 10, 10 years ago or so um mm-hmm. but it was it's a really interesting speech but I I dig it so uh Fred um I'm, I'm popcorning to you remember popcorn yeah. when you were a kid. Did I, did I, what? Popcorn. Popcorn? What?
0: You didn't play popcorn when you were in elementary school? I'm sure I did. Uh, my, my guy would be Babe Ruth. Ah, okay, good. 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 I'll sit down with Babe Ruth. He was... George Herman. George Herman, one of the best, uh, baseball players. Mm -hmm. Baseball's huge to me. I'm, I'm a huge huge baseball fan. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's one of my, uh, where I focus my mind, so uh, that would be that would be me, George Herman, Babe Ruth. Sit down, talk about baseball. Yeah, probably have a probably have a cigar and a whiskey. Yeah, and he'd go uh, and then he'd go play a game.
1: A few whiskeys, yeah. yeah, and hot dogs. Right.
0: I'm gonna go
2: Doug. So yeah, who's your team then? Who's your team? My team, the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers. Okay, got it. Okay.
3: I'm going the opposite direction. Sorry, guys. It would be my mom. I lost her when I was 12, oh. Um, oh. <laughs> long before I was a first responder. But um, much of my childhood, she dealt with cancer. So I, I was always at grandma's house and because uh, mom was always sick and whatnot. So um, I would love to talk to her as an adult and have a grown-up conversation and let her see where I am now and ask me a lot of questions about my life now.
2: Yeah. she'd be very proud.
3: Mm-hmm. I would hope so.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. You're good, man. I was right? hoping someone was gonna c- pick a woman. I yeah. kinda felt bad that I didn't pick a woman. So Doug, you made me feel much uh, better.
3: It's Dana Lee, it's my mom. Now Nick, you have to pick oh, a woman.
2: Sorry. Yeah, Nick, you gotta pick a woman. <laughs> for gosh sake. Ah,
4: I disappoint you. But uh. you, I'm kinda torn. Mine it's um my first choice would be Tim Allen or uh, Detroit native. All right. All right. But if he was busy, it would be Jeff Hopkins. <laughs>
3: If if he was busy,
2: if he was busy, I love that. If he was busy, if he was busy, I. Well, I like Jim.
4: Tim because Tim Allen really was my. He reminds me of my father because one, he's 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 like conservative, but he's like just just straight, narrow Mister Fix It, just relaxed, laid back. He's funny. He loves you know the the show Home Improvement. Me and Dad watched it a lot. And, Tim uh, the Tool Man Taylor. And he's a tool man in real life. Like he's really good with his hands. Like he does these Mister Fixit shows with Al Al Borland and all that. So he really, so what, he just reminded me so much of my dad. And I know my dad really enjoyed watching him. And plus, he he defied the odds when it came to Disney because Disney didn't want to hire him because he had, you know, a DUI. He was he was a drunk. And I was like, hey, we got
2: we to got. <laughs> so just, those are good that's good there's,
3: there's one person drinking during the podcast julian
2: <laughs> oh my god
3: again uh, this is if a i didn't have to podcast. Wait, if me. i didn't have to go to my son's graduation this afternoon i'd probably have one too
2: yeah if i didn't have an event i get tired when i drink so i got an event tonight i I can't otherwise i'd be napping right now but, right. uh yeah well this is so wait wait did we do everybody's? Okay. Thanks for yes. answering my questions. Those are good. I don't know who the, who's Jim, who's Jim Foxworth?
3: Jeff, Jeff Foxworth. Foxworth. Jeff
2: Who? Blue Comedian Collar. Beast. Okay.
3: Blue Collar Comedy it. Tour. I got to look at okay. Jeff Foxworthy, Billy. What was his okay. kind of a show for a while too.
1: If you, if you ain't you this, redneck. might be a redneck. might be yeah. a redneck. You be a redneck yeah. <laughs> if you have an entire
0: set of salad bowls that say Cool Whip on the side, you might be a redneck. <laughs>
1: right. That was his thing. Yeah.
2: That's good. Well, that's true. That's good. I like this cool was,
0: though. this was awesome. This yeah. was great. Jillian, I think made
2: you. my month. This is the best time I've had. It's been stressful around here. So you made my, you just so fabulous. I, Willie, whoever's in touch with Greg, can we get all your emails? Because I just want to have access to each of you.
1: Yeah, Jeez. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to stay in communications with you guys. Yeah. Again, like we're doing Taylor's Tins this month. And, okay. you know, it's not going to be a lot. We're just getting off the ground. But uh, if you see our effort, Jillian, uh, all four, all five of us uh, put a tremendous amount of time and effort into this because we, when we get off of the podcast, we we, we like all feel better. And we'll start texting each other and we're like, man, that was so much fun. Um, we love, you know, love you guys. You know, we have such a great time. And now that we're able to get you guys on board with us, I mean, it just makes it like a 10. It makes it into a 20. And so we're super excited that you even took time to be on our podcasts. Uh, we're super uh, grateful for you. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much. So everybody go yeah, out. We're, well, we're
2: small beans. We appreciate Let it. Let me you say you guys called, you called and I got on the phone and the chickens and all that. It was like such a great, <laughs> I mean, I've never had a call like that with any firefighter ever. So it just was just, who are these guys? Uh, we got it. Whatever that podcast is. I, I thank you. And also thank you for your generosity uh, for the, you know, for whatever you're doing out there. And also I do think you guys are terrific and you should do your cookbook and you should, so do we have you on the, we know your social tags, Greg has all that information, right? Well, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll... we'll
2: make sure we get, sure get we it. Do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we know how to tag you and we know how to tag you on any of our posts and what we're doing. Um,
1: Good. Yeah. yeah. And let us know if, if, if you're, you're doing events in our areas, we'd love to, I
2: definitely will. Love definitely will and let and let's do an event let's get a first okay. responder camp going on or whatever you guys are okay. doing keep me in touch with what's happening and uh and freddie you are invited for our thanksgiving event so you gotta you're all invited but you know <laughs> i gotta coming. get a spe- we'll, uh, i gotta do yeah, something we'll special to, for freddie
3: i'm we'll coming
2: to touch base we'll touch base good you should come you should come. Right, the kids will good. love it you should your kids will love it so we'll make sure just just circle back and i'll let greg know we talked about thanksgiving it's a really great great event if you're close for sure and yeah. uh um all right well it was a pleasure to meet you thank you for everything please stay safe and
3: yes, ma'am thank you Miss Jillian We appreciate it. it yeah thank you thank all you.
1: Right. It is shift go change you. so uh, everybody uh go buy a tin go buy a ten Taylor's Ten supports support us foundation uh the first responder children's Foundation Jillian's been awesome thank you guys so much and uh they're
3: out see you guys
2: bye
4: thank you roll it Gigi before you leave. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and give these firemen a huge thumbs up. Also, make sure you check out thecoolfiremen.com for more. Thanks!